it's Andy Ford. Um, I sort of it was when I was latterly at school, really, when I was about 15, just like last two years at school. And I sort of in, knew Steve Rigby and Peter Miller and Gary Henson and Alan and Simon Oakley and all that. And all of them were my class. And so we were just gradually getting into it when that was, was going on, really. And um, by about 1980, I was going out to sort of walking around Louth because I was living in Loughton and obviously I was the, sort of the only punkyish person and the dad was going mental at me and everything else and I was walking around with this crass raincoat on with the broken guns on the, the A on it and everything else loving loving that but just <laughs> I was the only sort of punk in the village <laughs> but in so eighty, yeah I was, I was getting into it more and as we were leaving you know finishing leaving school in 81 we started going down to Pear Tree Bridge and when you guys were doing the gigs up in um, Virgins and things like that. We used to go up to that and that's when we started going around your, when your, your flat, in fact, about 19, must have been about 82, when you lived at the top of um, Cornwall Grove. We yeah. came around there a lot with all the guys and that. Got sort of like the Sex Pistols stuff, although I've been a bit older than that. Um, I've got a lot of this, the singles and stuff, but it was really sort of crass that sort of got me into it. Um, that sort of thought of it or... Um, and then when things like the conflict side of it came through, that just almost left everything else behind and went on to that sort of, you know, the Anaco style of stuff and everything else. So, but that was crass, really, crisis, because those guys were into that and I was sort of trying to get into it. But living outside of the area of the West Bletchley bit, it was quite hard to sort of get back into it and push with them guys. But in the end, as we left school, we sort of like joined together anyway, so it was really good like that. So we're talking about bands. What about local bands? Were you, were you into local any local bands, bands? Ethnic minority and uh, <laughs> fictitious, you know, uh, dancing counterparts, like stuff like that. Seditious Impulse, yeah, and I ferret, and I was quite into them because I was working at Western Helicopters at the time, and he worked there as well. So he was, I was getting to know him from that. But yeah, that that was the sort of thing, and, and used to go gigs at. Um, Derwent Youth Club, didn't we? Ethnic played up there a few times. And yeah, I remember the. the the posters and everything, they were just like, they just blew me away, you know, and it was just great, and it was just fantastic, and all, and all the, the, the pear tree things on a Friday night, and there used to be a, a, a band or a, or a film or whatever, didn't it? It used to be a really great, great sort of time, and that's how I sort of started getting into it, and just being into those sort of bands, and what they were saying. Yeah, I remember I, the, the one at Derwent was, um, was Paul, um, Again, he, he, I remember him, he used to sort of like look after us really and um, and things we used to do, we even went to, uh, I remember me and Gary Henson, we went out to um, Upper Hayford, the, the, the peace camp there one, one Sunday in a, in a minibus or whatever, must have been about 82, something like that, and that was great as well, but we used to sort of have a few drinks before we used to go to Derwent and he used to stand behind you looking at you knowing you'd been on the, the beer or whatever else. But yeah, I mean, Paul was the main one, really, I used to, to know, because I used to go up down probably the most. And of course, um, Dick at Pear Tree, because my mum and dad used to run the, the Loughton Youth Club. So they knew Dick, and they sort of worked with him. And so that's how I was sort of like aware of him and whatever else, and things like that. So that was quite good as well. And they did the album, didn't they, Warp Sense of Human? They did, that, And the yeah, gig, did, they did. did you remember that? I or? don't remember the gig, but I've got the, I've got the album. Because I put that on Facebook a little while ago, didn't I? Still got that, and um, yeah, I love that, and that was fantastic. And that was just, and the bands from that, I mean, things like Fictitious and that, they were just, it was just 
getting into it and just loving it really you know it was just it was great just is the energy of it you know probably more than things like like the, the Sex Pistols and that at that time sort of the crass and the sort of the local bands added to everything else and the youth club scene and that was was great I loved it loads of punks everywhere and it was great you know I loved it yeah we used to we used to go do them I used to go around Toad's house from work, we Westlands, I used to walk up there, go to his house. <clears throat> we used to go up there, Saturday morning we used to go round his house again. Everyone used to meet up there, Chim, Mick, everybody, and um, we used to do that. <clears throat> and then go downtown, and have a couple of bottles of cider, <laughs> just sitting outside the co-op, then up the city, drinking up there. That's what we all used to do, really. We used to go to gigs in um, Lake Buzzard, Bosset Hall. And we used to do quite a few down there as well. But yeah, they were great. I mean, on a Saturday dinner time, we always used to sort of traipse down there. They were like downtown, drink this cider and get absolutely steaming it. It was great. It was just, it was just the best times, you know. It was just great. Lovely. The scene was very poor, I thought, in Milton Keynes, um, sort of big band-wise. Um, I think the first group I went to see was, was Crass at Rowbenders in Northampton. And that just blew me away. It was just that was just sort of set everything going, you know. And it was just after that, it was just one way, really, you know. It's great. I just loved it. Fantastic. But I didn't actually go to the counterpoint, and I think Mick did, but I certainly didn't. But yeah, it was it was mainly sort of gigs in London as well. After that point, you know, I started going out and doing things like that. Fanzines. Like, local fanzines, really. I mean, I was trying to remember the names from the other day. I couldn't remember them, but... There, there, was a, there was a local fanzine which was done from Pear Tree Bridge. And it had... Because we, we started this band up. And, well, I say started band up. I don't think we ever... We used to practice him on the rooms. And I, I was on the, on the drums, but I just used to whack a few drums. I didn't used to... But we were called The Dissidents. Pete Miller, me, Gary Henson. I think Steve was on it as well. Never, nothing ever happened to that. But I know we had a little thing in the, one of these fanzines. I can't remember what one it was, but it was definitely a pear tree fanzine. But the fanzines, yeah, I mean, we were always talking about doing them, but we never actually got round to doing them. But I used to, to write off to various bands like Crass or whatever else, and Disruptors or something like that, and get some questions together and say, well, me and my mates are doing a fanzine. Can you write out these questions? Can you answer these questions? So we used to do that a few times and get a few badges and stuff like that. But it was, yeah, that was, I remember that pear tree one, it was a, that was a good one, I wish I still got it. Oh. FL Moors, and FL Moors and B&A Records, or whatever it was in the end. And, I mean, Virgin used to go in there, I mean, that used to be sort of quite reasonable. Again, sort of about 1980 time. Um, FL Moors and B&A Records used to go down all the time, me and Toad used to go down there and get records, singles. And he used to know exactly what the new ones that we were going after, like conflict or something like that, and everything. And he used to sort of get them out for us and ready to go. And it was brilliant. I used to love that. Great times, over. When I when I first left school, I used to have some 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 tartan bondage trousers, which was pretty pretty weird at the time. But after that, coming up to about eighty one, when I left school, I was sort of just by the time about eighty one came out, I was finishing work. And I started just wearing a leather jacket, trousers were getting more ripped. And by about 82, 83, everyone was like, unemployed. So I didn't want to, they wanted me to work shifts at Westlands. And I didn't want to work shifts at 18. So that's when I left, because it's easier just to go unemployed then. 
And that's when I was, my leather started getting more studied and the hair was up here and everything else. I think that one of those pictures on that Plexi Punk days is, has got that. The hair was really, really spiky and that. Um, yeah, and it was just studied leathers and ripped trousers and DMs and everything else. It was That was my look for about two years until I sort of went to about 84 and I sort of evolved into almost like a the sort of the, the hippie sort of, the alternative, the, the mob and, you know, everything else like that, sort of the... That style of, for about two years, for about 82, 83, that's when I studied. And, and obviously my dad used to go mad at me at that, and I started like 14 ears, earrings in my ear and everything else, and he used to go mental at me. <laughs> he used to do, it used to be terrible. But walking through Loughton, in the, you just, you know, you were looking at the look was you were getting from people there and then, like those, those days, probably nowadays, if you did that, but back in those days, it was, and I was, I was unemployed from, 83, about March 83, to about April 84, when I went on a community programme, which again, everybody was on that community programme, Mick was on it, and Bishop and everybody else, and Stuart Wales, and all that lot, they were all on it, and so we all had this community programme, working down at Warren Church Centre, working for old people, in the community, an, an ideal job really, you know, gardening and this sort of stuff, and a bit decorating for, for old people, and that, that was for a year. So we, so we all did that and gradually left at various points. And I left there in 85 and then I was unemployed for about a year and a half then, until so 87 and then I just got a job. Because so I was getting out of it then and I just had enough of it and I had enough of the negativity and Bletchley and that. I just wanted to get a job and get some money and, and it went on from there. But, you know, I spent from about mid-80s, early 80s, I spent probably about three years unemployed. When you think it's a bit of a waste of a time, but at the time it was what you wanted to do so that's what you what you do isn't it really and just it was enjoyable no one questioned it nobody you know you weren't some scrounger or anything else you just you just lived didn't you and you just, just got on with it and it was it was all right it was good everyone else was on it so you were in the same boat you know going to gigs getting a few beers it's grateful I loved it you know <laughs> it was great get people shouting abuse at you and things like that all the time you know abuse and and going into pubs and you could never get served in the pubs at Rosencastle, what well, used to be our usual place in the mid-80s, wasn't it? And so you couldn't get, some days you could get served, some days you couldn't. But yeah, I mean, then we used to sort of just sort of levitate to the, the satellite and things like that. And um, I know me and Mick, we used to we used to go up the, the off-licence in the satellite, take bottles and you used to get the deposit back and we used to get another bottle. So we used to sit out the side of the RF field at the back of the youth club a couple of bottles of cider and then walk back into the thing, into the youth club. But yeah, it was, um, pubs couldn't get in and everything else like that. It was just general abuse you got from people and everything else. But the sort of, the, the sort of crass side of it, it was, it was just the sort of, the way that it was and the way the, the system was and everything else and, and still is, you know, and, and it just opened my eyes up to it. And from that, that movement then, I was sort of more into sort of, Crass was the main thing, but I was in the sort of UK 82 sort of stuff. Loads and loads of bands from that sort of style. But then when Conflict came out, and from from today, from back to, to then, they are my favourite band, and I, I love them, and so I went to see them a couple of weeks ago. And and it was like Conflict, and I went to see them probably 20, 30 times over the next sort of five, six years. And their, <clears throat> their attitude and all the bands from that, and the same thing with Crass stuff on the Crash Records, I was sort of getting all of their singles and all of the buying into all of that sort of 
you know, philosophy, if you like. And it was, that was the sort of thing I was into. And that was really my thing from that time. Then I sort of left the sort of UK82 side because it was a bit sort of weak and, and straight into the sort of the conflict side of it all the way up through there. And, you know, and stop city marches and C&D marches, which we used to go on. And, and it used to sort of just develop from that. And it's, it's great. As, as it is now and still now you know still all these years later <laughs> um yeah, it starts really again yeah. with their links with conflict mm. used to see them quite a few times um me and mick used to go down to um the crypt in deptford on a monday night with conflict did the sort of like an alternative night there just put on bands now we used to go down every monday uh we used to go to birmingham the mermaid in birmingham spark hill on a Sunday or whatever, and there used to be loads of groups putting on there. And in Coventry as well, we used to go to Coventry as well. We used to stay with some people in Coventry. And um, gigs and whatever else. Uh, mainly conflict, that sort of groups, that sort of style. And it was just, that was the way we were doing it in those days. Moving from these sort of places. And looking back on it, it was that was the, that was the life. Gig, pub gig you know and it was just going round like that and it was just all the time and it was and squat gigs as well they were fantastic i mean uh, the hope and anchor in islington which we went to a squat gig down there you know conflict were down there um where else did we go we went to the one in surbiton lost cherries there's a riot on the streets there and of course in 87 in feeding of the 5000 at brixton Went to that as a riot on the streets there, and it was sort of like managed to just squeeze back and get home again without too much problems. But those those days, but again, the the adrenaline almost from it, and it was almost because I was into also we were into things like class war, and um, very much like that, and bash the rich and all this sort of stuff, and 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 it was really great, and it was just the whole scene of it at the time, especially me and Mick. We sort of almost then split off me and Mick. Others were sort of left, sort of in the Bletchley thing. And Mick moved to Bramwell Common. And then we just started going all over the place to gigs and these class war things. And that was just great. We were really into that and sort of bashing the rich and anti sort of stuff like that. Because you and Mick were quite good buddies, weren't you? Yeah, you know, we you, are. You, yeah, you yeah. Everyone always says two, that. Yeah, guys, you know, yeah, yeah. He's, he's probably long, one of my oldest friends, really. You know, he's known for like 30 odd years. He's... He's a good guy, you know, you just say he's just not as into it as much as he was, which is fair enough, but we had some good fun, that's for sure. At school, I was just completely straight. It wasn't, I, was, I was probably pretty good at school. Um, at work, I was sort of sort of experimenting, pushing it a little bit, and sort of, I want, it was the latter stages of being there, and the sort of last few months, I was starting coming in ripped old jeans and stuff like that, and you can see it was like evolving <laughs> into this sort of, this, this, um, sort of punky person but then I left as, as I say and I left it it just completely exploded on but I think probably if I hadn't have left what I did they'd have probably said something to me and I probably would have had to sort of drop back a little bit or whatever and take it a bit easier but it was so you were saying uh, that your dad used to uh, give you a bit of jip for yeah, you know like... he used to I mean when he, you know before he died he was he was alright he mellowed quite a lot but back in those days he was sort of you know Oh, going out of the earrings like that, state of you and everything else, die of shame sort of thing in the street. You know, sort of a general thing that people thought probably back then or even probably now or something. He used to he used to make a bit of a fuss about it and whatever else. And But I, I wanted to leave home as soon as I could. And um, and I put my name down for a, for a flat 
1983. It took me two years to get them. I got a flat on Serpentine Court and I lived on there for a year. Uh, that, that suited me down to the ground, you know, sort of like living in poverty, if you like, sort of no job. And that was perfect to me, although it was a bit out of the way. But so I had that flat. The room was just like, you know, posters, everything. And it was great. And I loved it like that. But when I moved out, he, he sort of mellowed a bit. But I'd say I, I mellowed myself in the way, sort of the studied level went. And the, it just sort of came down to sort of a pair of army trousers and a pair of boots and whatever, you know, the army shirt that used to, everyone used to wear. Yeah. Mum didn't really, didn't really sort of say a great deal about it, really, you know, she, not that I can remember, she, she probably did, she, she didn't seem to make a bit of a, I mean, my dad was always a bit sort of, because he was, my dad was always, he was always an older generation, and I always sort of wanted, when I was a kid, sort of like, um, Toad's mum and dad and Gary Enson, they were younger, my mum and dad were older. So they were always like a different generation. So they were always older. So they always sort of, you know, the potential thing, because I'm the youngest of three, there was always some sort of this, or, you know, how it was sort of 30 years ago sort of thing. It wasn't sort of the modern sort of modern, sort of grown up that modern sort of era almost. But it was, yeah, it wasn't too bad about anything. That I can remember anyway. She probably had her moments, but... What did you used to use to spike your hair? Soap. Soap. Yeah, yeah I, I remember doing that. And I remember, uh, I remember going to gigs and it was just like it was raining. It was just horrendous. He just used to dread it. And he used to, <laughs> and used to sort of think, oh, God, I've just got to go like that. But, yeah, it was soap it was. And I used to, I used to bleach it all the time. And in the end, it started breaking off and everything else. By the mid-80s, I had it half black and half blonde. And then half red and half black. But then sort of I had it, by about 86, I had it cut really short. I still had it bleached, but then it just then started going anyway. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was soap really. I think there was a bit of hairspray and stuff like that. But it was soap and dreading the rain, really. It's awful. <laughs> I mean, you know, so the 80s, mid-80s were, were really good. I mean, I, I used to enjoy it and going to the gigs we used to go to were just, they were just good, and, and the people that you, you, you met over those years, and now the fact is that you, you're still in contact with those people, most of them, let's say, you can find. It's just people that you've, you know, they've given you that part of your life, haven't they? And, they, and, it's, and it's almost like you, for long friendships, really, and you can just pick it up again over, over the years, and, that, and it's, it's great, really. But, you know, we used to go to loads of gigs, and... And some of the things we used to get into, and I say mostly it was due to, to booze and things like that. And I remember being with, uh, Mick was telling me once that we were some situation with conflict or something, and, he, and Colin had some baseball bat or something, there was going to be some riot kicking off or something. I can't personally remember it, but he, he seemed to tell us we could do that and everything else. But it was almost like us against everybody in those days, you know, and it was mid 80s, I say, there was all this class war stuff. and battling the you know, police, any chance of any things with the police or whatever. Didn't, my mum used to say to me, I remember she used to say that, you know, no confrontations if you go out to a gig or whatever. And I said, oh no, I'll be fine. <laughs> but there was usually something going on, you know what I mean? And sort of usually managed to just get away with it, luckily enough. But yeah, it was, that's what it was. I would say by the late 80s, 80s, I couldn't remember it exactly, it was about March 87. I'd started... I still go to gigs, and we went to that conflict gig, that Fiend of the 5000, which was about April 87. I'd got another job by then, 
and by that time I started to get a little bit sick of it you know and and I remember me and Mick we went to a gig after about June and then we just went to this gig and we saw conflict and we just sort of looked at each other and went down the pub we just didn't want to do it and that was it and that was the final gig we went to just almost like that just nothing else just couldn't be bothered with it anymore and after that in about six months I was completely out of that scene didn't go over West Bletchley I just couldn't be bothered with it I could not go over there um, Mick used to go over there quite a bit but I, I just couldn't couldn't go around there for ages and ages I'd done my time literally and I'd had enough of it and I just couldn't go around and just negative and doing nothing and this time I was moving on from it and I wanted to learn to drive and, and you know and they sort of like moved almost like evolved out from that point and I say I met my, my wife and um, she we, we met in 1987 so really it wasn't that long afterwards um, but and then we got married in 1990 but by that time I was completely out of it and I didn't want to know anything but I still kept in touch with Mick Mark Patson and all of that lot but then, and sort of like latterly, I started getting back in touch with Toad again and Stuart Wales. He comes to gigs with us now. He comes up from Devon or wherever he lives. And, you know, I've got back in touch. After not seeing him for 25 years, I've seen him more in the last two years. And the fact that he'll text me now and say, do you want to go to a gig? And that's unbelievable. And the same with Mark, Martin Higgins from um, Newport. He was about three years, three or four years younger than me. Didn't know him at the time, although he used to go to gigs and see us there because he was about 20, or whatever, he was about 18, 17. He goes to gigs. You know, he's 48, he's still got a Mohican. And I go, I go to gigs with him now. I didn't know him, and yet I've known, you know, the last couple of years I've got, you know, really friendly with him, and sort of, it's, it's great, really. I don't think there's a great deal going on locally. Um, mainly London, really, I've been to. I started going again about six years ago, I think it was. Yeah, about six years ago. And I went to a couple of those um, Steve Ignorant last supper gigs with Mick. We went to Birmingham and we went to the one of the um, in London. Yeah, we started going to them and then I just started evolving from going to gigs from that, really. Uh, that AWOD thing we go every about every three or four years, well, three or four years now we've been to. Worked with Wales about the last three years. He didn't go this year with me, but um, Martin Higgins went with me. And it's an all-day thing. Just does my back in standing up all day now. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I do go to occasionally to Crawford. There was a, the professionals play there this weekend. I didn't go to that. I like the Crawford. I think it's it's got potential, but it's just something missing in it. I don't know what it is. It's it's got it, but it needs just something else. You know, just just to sort of squeeze it in a bit more. I don't massively like going there. It's okay, but it is good. Like. Like when we see you, you and, and everybody there, that really makes my my weekend. And I say, you know, I say to Kate, we're going. I saw so many people there that I haven't seen, and that is that is great. When there's loads of people, there. but when there's not many people there, and there's nobody here to sort of really chat to, and you just think, oh, that's disappointing. But like on a good attendance night, it's fantastic because you're going from one person to the next. I haven't seen you for ages. I haven't seen you for ages, and it's it's great. It's just I love that. You know, I've got I've got a diary at home about 985, which is, I just flick through sometimes and have a look at some of the things I was doing and there was day, and this day in 985, and I think, oh my God, was I doing that? <laughs> you know, that's terrible. <laughs> but, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, I love looking back and I love the retro and I love the, the nostalgia of it. It overcomes me sometimes. Mm. 
I get really sort of emotional about it because it's just so great and it was such good times. And maybe it was a simpler time and maybe that's probably part of it, but it was just so good and the people you knew. And like that now, you know, it's sort of 30 years on, 35 years on. And we're here talking about it, you know, and it's crazy, isn't it? It's, you know, going into your, your flat those years ago. And now, this here, you know what I mean? It's, it's great. It's just amazing. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've done, I think. It's, yeah. yeah, I think that's about it, I think. Thank yeah. you.